Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. I hope everyone is doing well and remaining safe and healthy. We are on a total lockdown here in Dallas. A shelter-in-place mandate, which I, I believe is pretty much becoming standard protocol across the nation at this point, which basically means that we uh, cannot leave our homes, uh, only leave our homes for essential needs. I have to admit, it is very eerie and strange to be in a city the size of Dallas and to see no one, I mean no one, out and about. The streets are literally empty. Here at the Dallas School of Music, we have moved all lessons to online learning. Our entire faculty is teaching from home and using our cloud-based learning platform managed by Google. I am so very thankful for this technology that allows us to continue serving our students and teach music, especially, especially at times like this when we all need some positive activities that help us maintain some sense of normality and continue to enjoy life. I can't imagine dealing with something as horrific as the coronavirus and to do so without music. So I am very thankful that I can, even at times like this, produce and share the Jazz Piano Skills podcast with all of you. I hope and pray that this episode can uh, allow you to forget about the worries of today for at least an hour and focus on the enjoyment of music and the thrill of this amazing journey this amazing journey to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Okay, on with the show. I am very excited to let you know that I have started developing some free, free jazz piano guides that you can now access at jazzpianoskills.com. Go to Jazz Piano Skills and click on the link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, the link called Shop. This takes you to the Jazz Piano Skills store where you will see the various categories of educational materials. The very first category is called Free Guides. Click on it, and you can begin downloading the guides you want to add to your jazz education library. Now, keep in mind, there are only two guides that are currently out there at this time, with, of course, more on the way. I plan on producing and publishing at least one a week. The two free guides that are currently out there are titled How to Learn Jazz Piano and Learn Jazz Piano Chords. Both of these guides are beautifully done and will provide you with some very solid tips and insights that you need to be aware of and spend some time thinking about on a regular basis. Now, some of you uh, may already be quite aware of the tips that I cover uh, in these guides. Fine. However, with that being said, it never hurts to hear good advice over and over again. Being reminded of good advice, uh, being reminded of good practice habits, and mental approaches to studying jazz should always be welcomed by all of us. It helps us keep focused and helps us keep on track. So, 
go to Jazz Piano Skills and get your free jazz piano guides. Let me know what you think. And if you have any suggestions or specific uh, requests for ones that I should develop in the future, please let me know. Uh, I welcome your insight and your input and your feedback, always. When you are there at the store, Jazz Piano Skills store, you'll also see uh, all the, um, the Jazz Piano Skills uh, supplemental guides for these podcasts. And I mention every week that I develop an educational guide for each podcast that I uh, produce, each episode. And I develop one because, again, uh, many of you are visual learners and love to see these concepts written out using musical notation. And the supplemental educational guides uh, do so uh, not only in the specific key that I use to model the concepts or the skills during the podcast episode, but in all 12 keys. So they are definitely a great resource to add to your jazz piano library and to the materials that you use when you're practicing. Uh, they can, the supplemental guides can be easily downloaded from jazzpianoskills.com. And again, uh, you'll see that you can get to those very easily by just clicking on the uh, podcast menu uh, in the uh, menu that the podcast link in the menu that runs across the top of the page, or you can just go to the shop link that I just mentioned earlier, and it will take you right to the store, and you can uh, look through all the educational guides that way as well. The podcast guide uh, for this week is gold. It is very good, and you'll see what I'm talking about later as we get into the lesson. Uh, you are going to want to have it, take advantage of it, get it this week. It will be for $2.50 instead of the normal $5 uh, price. Either way is a good, a good deal either way. But I just mention it because I think you're going to want definitely want to have this guide in your library and sitting on the piano as you're practicing this week. If you have not checked out the Jazz Piano Skills courses, I encourage you to take a few minutes to do so. Please check them out, look them over. If you have any questions whatsoever about the, the courses, the lessons within those courses, how they're structured, how they're set up, uh, how they could be of benefit to you and your progress, I am happy to discuss that with you. Feel free to reach out to me. You can do so uh, through email or uh, you can call my office number, 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. Give me a call. If I, if I do not answer, uh, leave me a voicemail, and then I will return your call as quickly as I can uh, when, I'm, when I have some time. But I am happy to discuss the courses with you in more detail and answer any questions that you may have. I'll share some more information about the courses uh, at the end of this podcast as well. And, of course, I'm going to continue to remind everyone the Jazz Piano skill, Skills forums are out there. They are up and they are active. Well, kind of active. We need a little bit more activity, quite honestly. So please, go to Jazz Piano Skills. Go to the forums. There's a forum for every podcast episode. There is a forum for every course. Please, uh, any questions that you have, would love for you to go out to the forum and post it out there and start the ball rolling with getting some conversation going. These forums can be a wonderful, a wonderful benefit for all of us as we uh, are practicing and as we are 
looking to discover and learn and play jazz piano. So please check it out at jazzpianoskills.com. Go become an active member and participant in the forums. And finally, I want to stress that regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, if you're listening to this podcast episode uh, this uh, for Jazz Piano Skills for the very first time, whether you're a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an experienced professional, you will find this podcast, this lesson, to be beneficial. So this week, we are continuing our exploration of the 251 progression, part two. And in this lesson, you are going to discover a way to begin developing jazz language, improvisational skills. You're going to learn how to construct melodic ideas using triads. And you're going to play melodic triads over the 2-5-1 progression using shell voicings in your left hand. <laughs> Man, this is a packed lesson. This is why I was telling you the guide, the supplemental guide, is going to be very beneficial and very helpful for you. So let's get started, right? This is going to be a great lesson. I am so fired up about this lesson. And here's why. When I was starting to study jazz piano in high school, my teacher, a man by the name of Al Franzen, Al introduced me to a set of jazz piano books titled The Jazz Pianist. Studies in the Art and Practice of Jazz Improvisation. And these books were written by a man named John Mahegan. Now, Mr. Mahegan was a professional jazz pianist, and he recorded for Savoy Records during the 40s. So no slouch by any means. He was uh, also a very devout music educator, teacher. In fact, he was the teaching assistant for pianist Teddy Wilson. Teddy Wilson, right? Benny Goodman's piano player. Teddy Wilson, the great Teddy Wilson. And he uh, in the jazz department at the Metro uh, Metropolitan Music School, where he eventually, he actually became the head of its jazz department in 1946. Wow. So he taught there. He also taught at the Juilliard School of Music, the Columbia University Teachers College, the University of Bridgeport, and Yale University. This guy was a smart dude. In fact, he was a pioneer of jazz education. In fact, I think he may have been the very first, the very first, to try to put into writing how jazz musicians went about developing their craft. So I share this with you. I share this little story with you because it was in his books and it was in his books, The, uh, the Jazz Pianist Studies in the Art and Practice of Jazz Improv Improvisation, book two, which I think may still, I'm not sure if they're still, I'm not sure if they're in print or not. You may be able to get some used ones um, from Amazon. Uh, but anyway, this book, this jazz piano book, it's called Jazz, Improv Improv jazz Pianist, Study in the Art and Practice of Jazz Improvisation, book two. There were two things that happened with that book that changed my life as an inspiring jazz musician. 
Number one, in that book on page 22, I'll never forget it, there is a chart that outlines the 60 chords of music. Very profound. That chart, I fa in fact, I still use that chart with students here on a regular basis here at the Dallas School of Music. That chart, putting those 60 chords on one piece of paper, on one side of one piece of paper, totally changed how I thought about music and the harmonic structures of music. So that was number one. Number two, I played a musical example out of that book. It was just a little two-measure example, and my jaw dropped open because for the first time in my life, I played something that sounded like jazz. I actually sounded like a jazz pianist. For two measures, for two measures, I sounded like a jazz pianist. I cannot begin to tell you how incredibly excited I was and how motivated I became as a result of two little measures of music. This little two-measure example in his book that I was able to play. In fact, I can close my eyes right now and I can see myself as a young boy sitting in my mom and dad's living room at their old Kohler and Campbell piano that was always slightly out of tune, but that's beside the point. Sitting at that piano and playing those two measures of music over and over and over again. In fact, I can see my mom entering the room and saying, Wow, Bob, you sound great. I was so touched because I think it was at that moment I actually believed I can do this. I can become a jazz pianist. So, it is in that spirit in which I teach you today this lesson. And that is why I'm so excited about this lesson. It is my hope that you will have the same exact experience that I just shared with you. I'm so excited because you are about to play some melodic ideas that you too will drop your jaw in amazement and become overwhelmed with the realization that you are playing jazz, that you sound like a jazz pianist, that yes, you can do this, you can indeed become an accomplished jazz pianist. So, let's do this. Let's do this in honor of Mr. John Mahegan. Let's do this in honor of my old jazz teacher that introduced me to his books, Al Franzen. So let's discover, learn, and play. The 251 Progression, Part 2. So sit back, relax, turn on your ears, we have a lot of musical examples in this lesson. Here we go. 
okay, today I, I'm going to model everything as I did last week in the key of B-flat major. So our 2-5-1 progression is going to be our C minor 7 chord, going to our F dominant chord, going to our B-flat major chord. 2-5-1, key of B-flat, C minor 7, F dominant 7, B-flat major 7. Let's take a second and just do a quick review of our voicings for our 2-5-1 using our traditional shells and our contemporary shells. For our traditional shells, we have what we called 3-7-9 and 7-3-5 voicing structures. So for example, for our C minor chord, we would voice it with a th our third, seventh, or not and ninth, right? Three seven nine, or we would do a seven three five. So our three seven nine being E flat, B flat, and D, and our seven three five being B flat, E flat, and G, right? So those represent the scale degrees: the third, the seventh, the ninth or the second, right? We would use these exact same shapes for our dominant, for our F dominant chord, and for our B flat major chord. Now, for much more detailed explanation of these traditional shells, I would encourage you to go back to season one, episode four. And that was, um, the uh, podcast episode was strictly on traditional shell voicings. So that's season one, episode four, I believe it was December 7th. So if you need a refresher and a, a very in-depth review, then check out that podcast episode. Now for the contemporary shells, we use three note shapes as well. And we were either going to use um, the root four and seven for our minor so we'd have our c f b flat or we would use a five root four right either one of those two voicings that was the one four seven here's the five root four now for the dominant we used a three six nine shape for F dominant or a 7-3-6 that would be E flat A D for our F dominant and then for our major contemporary shells we did 3-6-9 uh, so for B flat it would be D G and C or we did 7-3-6 a, D, G. Beautiful shapes, beautiful sounds. And again, if you want a, a more detailed review, I would go back to Season 1, Episode 5. Uh, that podcast episode dealt strictly with contemporary shells. So Episode 4, Episode 5, last December 7th and 16th, 
check it out if you need to much more uh, time spent with the traditional voicings and contemporary voicings. In all of my demonstrations today, I'm going to be using the contemporary shells uh, for my 251 progression. So I will be using uh, the shapes that are built off of force for, for uh, today in all my demonstrations. Okay, now that we have reviewed the voicings that we're going to use, we need to do another quick review, a review of the triads. Back on February 20th and 27th, February 20th, I did a podcast episode, Triads Part 1. February 27th, another episode, Triads Part 2. In Triads Part 1, we simply looked at our triads in root position, first and second inversion. So we looked at them harmonically, root position, first inversion, second inversion, and then we turned those harmonic shapes into melody. Root position, ascending and descending. First inversion, ascending, descending. Second inversion, ascending, descending. So we, we got these lines that went. That was triads part one. Then in triads part two, we added half-step approachments to create intentional tension. So our triad, C minor triad, for example, in root position, we actually inserted a half step below that C, the B. And then we continued our ascent through the minor triad. So we got, and then we did the same thing descending. So we got, and then we went to the third. And then we went to the fifth. So we inserted half-step approaches, neighboring tones, lower neighboring tones, to create some tension. So again, if you need more review, a refresher on the triads, I would go back to February 20th, uh, triads part one, and then also February 27th, triads part two. Now, I don't know if you've put this together or not, but this is what we're going to do today. We're going to take our shell voicings and we're going to play our 2-5-1 using the shell voicings. And then we're going to put these melodic ideas, these triad melodic ideas, on top of our 2-5-1 progression. And this is where it gets to be a lot of fun because you're going to see the work that you did with the triads, the work that we did with the voicings, you're going to see us pulling those two skills together and to utilize those skills to begin developing jazz language, to begin developing our improvisational skills. So we are going to use our minor triad, 
our C minor triad. And there are going to be four patterns that we use. So we're going to use ascending, descending, right? And then we're going to use a descending, ascending pattern. So I'm going to start on my root again, my C, and I'm going to descend this time. And now ascend. Descending, ascending. We're also going to apply an ascending, ascending pattern with our C minor. So again. So when I get to the top of that C minor, when I get up to that G, now I'm going to approach that G with a half step and continue up my C minor chord. In an, in an inverted shape, right? So ascending, ascending. And now we also have descending, descending. So we start with our C, half step below our C. Now I'm down sitting on an E flat, half step below that E flat. And continue my descent through the C minor triad. So I get... Four patterns, ascending, descending. This is all C minor. Descending, ascending. Ascending, ascending. And descending, descending. Four patterns using the minor triad, but we're going to take those four patterns and we're going to layer that right on top of our 2-5-1. So when I say ascending, descending, this is, I'm going to ascend on the 2, descend on the 5, and then we're going to resolve it to a chord tone of the 1 chord of the B flat. So that's the third of B flat or the D. So I'm starting on my C minor, half step below, ascending on the 2, descend on the 5, and then resolve on the 1 to the 3rd. So I'm going to put my 2-5-1 underneath that, and it's going to sound something like this. Two, five, one. So when we do the descending and ascending pattern, we're going to utilize the same approach. We're going to descend on the two, ascend on the five, and then resolve it to the one. We're going to do the exact same thing when we do ascending, ascending. We're going to ascend on the two, continue to ascend on the five, and then resolve it to the one. And when we descend, descend, same approach. Descend on the two. Continue to descend on the five. And then resolve it on the one. 
So every, all four of these patterns, we're going to use just the C minor triad and only the C minor triad played over the two and the five and then resolve it to the one. So we're going to create motion, melodic motion on our two and on our five and resolve it, let it come to a rest on the one chord, the B flat major. So just like John Mahegan, it's going to be a two measure exercise. It's going to be two beats for the minor chord, two beats for the major, a dominant chord in measure one, and then four beats for the major chord in measure two. So it's going to be one, two, one, three, four, then one, two, three, four, right? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Two measures of music using our contemporary shell voicings in our left hand, using our triad in the right hand with half-step approachments, lower neighboring tones to create a little bit of tension. And we're going to play these lines, these four combinations, ascending, descending, descending, ascending, 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 and descending, descending over two, five, one. And this is where it gets a lot of fun because you're going to see how these lines sound so improvisational. So let's get to the demonstrations. So here we go. So demonstration number one, we're going to start with C minor, root position. We're going to approach that C with the lower neighboring tone, the B natural. Now the five chord, F sharp, right on the downbeat of F dominant. Come down that C minor, and we're going to resolve it on the third of B flat major. So here we go, demonstration number one. Now I'm going to play this very slow. It's like 85 is the tempo, nice and relaxed. And I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm going to just play that line over two, five, one, and I'm going to repeat it several times. What the idea is that you can actually use this as a play along as well and actually play right with me to help with your articulation and feel of the line. But you're going to hear how great this sounds, nice and relaxed, nothing fancy, and it's going to swing. Here we go. Two, five, one, C minor, F7, B flat major. Two measures, we're working off of the root, launching off of the root of C minor with the lower neighboring tone. Here we go.
pretty cool, right? What a great sound. Such a nice jazz sound. You're outlining the chord changes. You're using half-step, lower neighboring tones to create some nice tension and resolution. And then we move right through that 2-5 and resolve on the 1, on the 3rd of the 1 chord on the B-flat major. It's beautiful. Awesome. Now we're going to actually do the exact same thing. We're going to use our ascending-descending pattern, but we're shifting to the third of C minor. So now our focal, focal point is the third. We're going to launch with a half step below the third. So we're going to launch with our note D and ascend through that inverted C minor triad, E flat, G, up to C. Now we're going to use the half step below that C, B natural. There's our half step tension. To back up to our C and resolve it through going down through the C minor, resolving it to the B flat major, and I'm going to resolve it to the fifth, which is the note F. So we get this. What a nice line. So now let's hear that how it sounds in musical context with our trio, with our ensemble. You're going to love it. Here we go. right? <laughs> Very nice line. Wow. Okay, now we're going to continue with our ascending descending pattern, but we're shifting now to the fifth of C minor. So we're going to focus on the note G is our entry point. We're going to approach that note G with the half step below our lower neighboring tone, which is F sharp, and then uh, ascend through the C minor, inverted C minor triad. So we get this. There's my F sharp, and then my G, C, E flat for C minor. Then the note D, which is a half step below my E flat for my F7. So then I come back to my E flat, come back down that C minor, C, G, and now I'm going to resolve it to the seventh of B flat major, which is the A. So it's going to sound like this. And 
Nice. Ascending, descending through the C minor triad over our 2-5, resolving it to our 1. So let's bring our ensemble in. Let's hear how this sounds. Here we go. That swings, nice and relaxed, comfortable tempo, focusing on keeping good time, nice feel, and articulating that line in a, in a jazz manner, right? So now, look what we just did. We did ascending, descending, starting on the root of C minor. Ascending, descending, starting on the third, the E flat of C minor. Ascending, descending, starting on the fifth, or the G, of C minor. So we took three, created three melodic ideas off of the root, the third, and the fifth of C minor using an ascending, descending pattern format. Very cool. Now, once you get comfortable with that pattern that shape and get comfortable playing it with a nice jazz feel you can then begin doing a couple things increase the tempo which will change dramatically how it sounds and you can also start manipulating what you, how you approach it rhythmically but using the same shape this is how you begin discovering your melodic ideas your jazz vocabulary, your jazz language. You see how, you see how um, methodical this is. Methodical, right? You have to think through ideas like this to discover your jazz language. I have expressed to students many times that your hands and your ears can never, ever, ever go where they've never been before. That's simply a myth. That's impossible. So what you're doing here, by intelligently thinking through a pattern and putting together a system that you can utilize 
to help develop as a jazz pianist and begin developing your jazz language, you are taking your hands and ears where they would never, ever go on their own. You know, I just heard a, a quote this, this last week, uh, and uh, it's from Einstein, Albert Einstein. And I had never heard of this one before. And I, now it's like, I think it's my all-time favorite quote. Einstein said, Creativity is simply intelligence having fun. Don't you love that? Creativity is simply intelligence having fun. So what I'm trying to outline here for us today is an intelligent way and a methodical way to explore music using the jazz genre to help us develop vocabulary that we can use to have fun. So now you can say, okay, look, I can take this ascending, descending idea on a minor triad launching from the root, from the third, and from the fifth. And I can now move that to an entirely different key and apply the same system, the same format, the same structure, the same approach. I can then go to another key and do, replicate it, do it all over again. I can go to another key, replicate it, do it all over again. This is good practice. This is smart practice. This is intelligent practice. In fact, if you're practicing in a way that can't be replicated into another key with whatever it is that you're doing, you cannot logically replicate that into another key, then your, your practicing approach is seriously flawed. So today's lesson is really trying to help you put into place a methodical approach that you can move from key to key to key to key, from 251 to 251 to 251, and become familiar with that key, come, become familiar with those sounds, those shapes within that key, and you have a, a, an approach to do that. You have a method of exploration. So we're simply just trying to let our intelligence have fun, which will end up being very creative. So now we're going to move on to de the next demonstration. And the next demonstration is going to be uh, utilizing the descending, ascending motion. And I'm just going to walk you through, because there's going to be three demo demos that I just play back to back for you. So the first demo, again, is going to launch from the, the root, and we're going to descend. And then ascend on the five, and then resolve it to the one uh, to the one to the B flat major so I get this descending ascending then we're gonna do what we're gonna actually move to the third and apply the same motion descending ascending so now the focal point my entry point is the E flat the third so I get that melodic idea And then the third demo, 
We're going to continue with our descending, ascending motion, but now we shift to the fifth. Nice, right? So here we go. I'm going to play three demonstrations back to back with descending, ascending motion, launching from the root, launching from the third, launching from the fifth. Here we go.
Wow. Just fantastic, right? Such a logical and easy approach to apply to help you begin developing jazz language. And you're going to sound great. Use these, use these demonstrations as play-alongs. Play along with me um, first and get comfortable with these ideas. Then you can start, as I mentioned earlier, then you can start experimenting with faster tempos and changing those rhythms, uh, changing those lines rhythmically to come up with and discover new ideas. So now I'm going to present three more demonstrations. We're moving on to the next motion, which will be ascending, ascending motion. Okay? So now we're going to do the same exact thing. We're going to use ascending, ascending motion, launching from the root, launching from the third, and launching from the fifth. So launching from the root, we're going to end up getting an idea that sounds like this. Very nice. Here it is again. And I'm resolving to the third of B-flat major. Second, uh, second demonstration is going to move to the third. We're going to launch. Our entry point is going to be the third. And we're going to get this idea. Really nice. Moving up through that 2-5-1, and I'm resolving on the F of B-flat major. So I'm getting and then the third demonstration will be a launching from the fifth. So I'm going to start on my F sharp, continue through my five and resolve it to the third of B flat major to D up on top. Really long line, right? And you can resolve it on the B-flat major. You can resolve it to the third. You can resolve to the fifth. You can resolve to the seventh. So you can, you can experiment around with different resolution points uh, on that B-flat major. So it's not, you know, it's not cut in stone here that you have to resolve on a certain note. Let your ears, let your ears be the final judge as to whether or not you like it or whether or not it sounds good. So here we go. Three more demonstrations. Using the C minor triad to play over our 2-5-1 progression. And we're going to utilize ascending, ascending motion, launching from the root, launching from the third, launching from the fifth. See how logical it is, how methodical it is? We can take that and we can move that to any 2-5-1, to any key. But here we go. 2-5-1, key of B flat, C minor, F7, B flat major, using ascending ascending motion. Let's take a listen.
see, when, when you apply an approach like this and you think like this, you are actually establishing some very fertile ground for discovery, for finding melodic ideas, gems, uh, melodic ideas that uh, resonate with you, your improvisational concepts. So awesome to approach it this way because what you're trying to do is discover you. You're not trying to take something from somebody else and shove it into you. You're actually trying to pull out, extract from you your musicianship, your musical ideas. And believe me, they are in there. You just have to wait to you have to have a way to get them out. Okay. Now the last set of demonstrations, three more. Again, 251, key of B flat. We're going to launch from the root. One demonstration from the root, one from the third, one from the fifth. But this time we're using descending, descending motion. So our first melodic idea is going to launch from the third. So we're going to use our B natural right under, I mean, I'm sorry, not the third, the root. So we're going to launch with our B natural right underneath our C. Descend. And we're going to continue our descent through our five. And then we're going to resolve it on our B flat major. And I'm using the seventh there. So I'm going to get this. Really nice melodic idea. Then when we move to the third, it's going to sound like this. Wow. And then our last idea, launching from the fifth, half step below the fifth. Beautiful, right? Again. So here we go. Three more demonstrations, this time using descending, descending motion, utilizing our C minor triad with our half step approachments, launching from the root, from the third, and from the fifth. So let's take a listen. Here we go.
those ideas are hard to beat, I got to say. Um, wow, is that a lot of material to digest and to focus on this week? A ton. Hey, man, you can't go outside. <laughs> you can't go outside, so this is a good time to have this material because you got you to stay inside, stay safe, stay healthy, and practice the piano, right? So lots of material, lots of information. Again, uh, all of this is in the uh, Educational Supplemental Guide, all these ideas in all 12 keys. Everything I just walked through in the key of B-flat, C minor, F7, B-flat major, these same melodic ideas I have outlined in all 12 keys for you. So I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson on 251, on the 251 progression part two. It was actually on a whole lot more than just 251 for sure, right? We're just using that as our as our foundation to start developing improvisational ideas. But I hope you have found it to be very insightful. I hope you have found this lesson to be very comforting too, that with a methodical way, a methodical approach, and a short little two-measure idea like John Mahegan taught me back a long time ago, that I can play something that sounds like jazz. I can play an idea that's very improvisational and, uh, and do so in such a way that it, affirms for me that I am capable of becoming a jazz pianist. So I, I hope this lesson provided you that same spark as well. So just a reminder, educational guide, any of the podcast episodes that I have done, all of them have the educational guides. Go to Jazz Panel Skills and check it out. They are wonderful to have in your educational library. Also, uh, the courses again, Check out the courses. Um, they are very uh, thorough, very comprehensive, detailed instructions and illustrations, educational talks, learning media, guides, worksheets, high-definition videos in all 12 keys, play-along tracks, lead sheets, all of that, right? And, and accessible through any of your smart devices, computer, laptops, uh, tablets, phones, watches, and again, like I had mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if you have some questions or would like to know more about it, I'm happy to talk to you uh, and answer any questions that you have. So feel free to give me a call. Do not hesitate. 972-380-8050, extension 211. Also, get out there to the forums, right? Do not be a scaredy cat. Get out there and ask some questions and let, let's get some conversations going and talking about jazz and helping each other with our studies. Um, so go to jazzpanelscales.com and get be, uh, involved, get registered with the forums and become an active participant. So that's it for now. That's it for this week. Please stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy the journey, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.